Welcome to the Barbara Schulte Show with host Barbara Schulte and producer Ben Self. The Barbara Schulte Show brings conversations, stories, and tips intended to power up a writer's potential for more success, fun, and the confidence to ride and live with grace, courage, and the grit to never give up. Meet Kara Brewer and Paul Hansma, two National Cutting Horse Association trainers, extraordinaire, and fabulous people. During our time together, Paul and Kara discuss young horse training, preparing them for competition, coaching amateurs and non-pros, and how they personally go through the ups and downs of competition. I corralled them in Fort Worth recently while we were all together during the Veteran Youth NYCHA Shootout, a team cutting pairing one veteran with one youth. Kara and Paul talk about that too, and what a privilege it was to be with the veterans. So we were just in Oklahoma recently doing something really special with cutting. How about if you guys explain that to everyone? Uh, Brave Hearts? Mm-hmm. It's, it's an organization for, for veterans, and uh, they use horses as therapy. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great organization. Uh, I've known Megan for Megan McQueenie, and she uh, runs it. Mm-hmm. I've known her for probably twenty years, mm-hmm. and uh, she does a great job. So, um, Polly, why don't you tell us explain what we were doing up there? Well, I didn't know about Braveheart until just a few years ago, and it's a obviously a, a great organization for veterans. That very important. Mm-hmm. And I was invited to participate in this, you know, we did a clinic and I was invited to be part of it, which I'm, it's an honor to help these people mm-hmm. and participate. Uh-huh. And we did a clinic up there with the veterans and it was uh, just kind of like I remember Winston telling me, I don't got time to go up there. And after he went there the first day, <laughs> he goes, well, he goes, you know what? After listening to their story, I've got time to go up there and help them. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. an eye opener. You know, it's kind of a, you need you need to realize what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. I think I think that was the best part about it, or one of the best parts about it, is there was sixteen trainers, and we all have families, and we all have full time jobs, and and you could just tell within thirty minutes of the veterans, you know, telling the stories that everybody was just changed our minds. Change, change your minds, our hearts, everything. Mm-hmm. And, and we're all very patriotic and we're very, very appreciative of our veterans and, and all of our armed services. But to go and, and get to spend time and see how much they appreciated the horses and, and us and our time was, was very, uh, it was mind-blowing to us. Mm-hmm. It was so cute because... Um, they started out, Megan had them introduce themselves and tell their stories in the beginning. And they were all going, oh, we can't believe that you guys would come here and be with us. We just can't believe. Thank you, thank you. And we're all going, no, thank you, thank you. And that was an exciting thing because there was one veteran for one trainer. So there were 16 of us, and we, as trainers, don't ever get to be
be in that kind of a situation, to be with each other, um, and also for two days, just not just hanging out, but we were teaching our veteran. But um, it was really fun, really special. And we all know what horses do for us, not just for our business, but for Mm -hmm. just our hearts and just being around them. But to see what they did to heal them, Mm-hmm. Because the, uh, the veterans, they've seen a lot mm-hmm. and, and had a lot of trauma. And you could just see that the horses just heal, heal them from the inside out. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of trainers the second day that um, said thank you to the veterans for having them for a renewed appreciation for horses in our lives. Because, you know, we are like striving to compete and all that. And... Uh, I think you mentioned something about that, Paul. Yeah, you get a little, you know, the horses as a tool. Uh Uh-huh. And you get a little callous Mm -hmm. to it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's our business. Mm -hmm. Get a little callous to it. Mm -hmm. Kind of an Mm eye-opener. Yeah. Um, So who's on your team? Uh, So there started to be a little bit of razzing going on about They came out razzing. They... (laughs) There was quite a bit of it's. It's very competitive. Uh huh. They're not afraid to, to uh-huh. say I'm going to win. Uh huh. Uh huh. I love what you said the other day, Kara, because we had a Zoom call to get everyone together, organized, and uh, Kara goes, "You know, this is cutting is probably not the scariest thing that these veterans have ever done." <laughs> well, there's a lot of trainers that are worried about, uh, you know putting them through too much too fast because you know it's it's a lot with a horse and the cattle and Mm -hmm. the crowds and and everything but actually it was Taryn Rice that that had mentioned that to me I was talking to him about it and uh, he was like well this is not the scariest thing they've ever done they will be fine (laughs) it's true Uh Uh especially if we have to you know go back and think of all the all the training and all the 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 fighting and, and, and even if it's not fighting but everything else that they've gone through mm-hmm. well so what horses I want to know what horses are your teammates going to ride I think he's seven or seven year old Cat Gildan uh-huh. that, uh, that me and my, my wife we raised uh-huh. and he's nice and gentle and solid cool how about Thomas. you, Carrie? Amanda is, is my veteran's name, and she's going to ride, uh, she's a 10-year-old uh, metallic cat mare out of, actually the mare I won the, the Super Stakes on, and her name's, she's metallic. Her uh, owner has been, has been really great. After we got done with the age events, he, he started letting Brand show her in the youth, and uh, she's, she's been great. We've, we've pulled some embryos out of her. And, uh-huh. And then in the off season, they get to show her in the youth, and I took her down there, and she was she was really good for her. So I think that's why we're going to go with. Yeah, good. Well, speaking of horses, so let's talk about you know, a favorite horse. What do you guys have? Everyone asks me that. You know, who's your favorite horse? I've got, you know, there's many favorite horses. Well, they yeah. all go back to this one bloodline. Mine was. Snapple better one of my first horses, cow horse, uh-huh. and her name was Super Poo. 
and she produced Hickapoo. So it kind of that bloodline stayed with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with broodmares and stuff. But uh, now my answer is I'm hoping I haven't come across my favorite yet. Oh, that's a good answer. You know, it, that's a good I want to come across. I don't think I've come across my favorite yet. Uh-huh. I have lots of favorites. I do too. You know, I can't say they're all favorites because I've done well with all of them. And so I don't really have what I would say a favorite, but I've done well with some and they all have a, a special, you know, a place. Yes. Uh, mine, uh, mine come from two broodmares too. And one was playing tag and she's won the super stakes on her and then she you know produced dual ray tag the mother to hashtags and tagline and and then plague and star uh who i showed her mother and the youth and then we showed her and she was actually when i turned my non-pro card in she was one of the first open horses and then she's gone on to produce talic mary and talic rabbit and she just died this year Mm. and uh but, but my favorite horse was one that Paul trained and we bought for uh, my son when he was two or three and his name was just another white boy. But that was because he, he was a great gelding but he took such good care. And they're two wild children. I mean, one was 18 and one was three, but uh-huh. <laughs> he never slowed down. He was great. Yes, I remember. What was the mother of uh, Savannah, Savannah White? White. Yes. Well, um, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about training and talk about training your horses and like what do you emphasize in your in the two year old year? What's really important to you? My it's always been that what I was taught when I worked for Bill Riddle, and it's still the same. And it happens in the two year old year, three year old year, four year old year, and from the rest of their life. It's, you know, rate, mm-hmm. stop, draw, turn. Mm-hmm. It never has changed, and cutting hasn't changed since they started cutting. Mm-hmm. Rate, stop, draw, turn. And that's what they're, I mean, you got to have, you have to have that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have to be trained. Some of them do it naturally. Others have to be trained for that. It's really pretty simple. Hard to do. But very simple. When you said about some have to be trained and others don't, what's the difference in that? Natural talent, cow. What is cow? They want to play. Some horses just naturally can rate a cow. That mm-hmm. they have a talent for it, and those are the good ones. Mm-hmm. And then other ones, you know, there's that different level of a horse, and the ones that. You know, all horses, you either trying to slow them down or speed them up. And the good ones, in my opinion, you're trying to slow down. Because mm-hmm. then when you go show them, they just will step up on their own. Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. different levels. You're either, again, okay, when you're training a horse, you're, 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 you're either trying to speed them up or slow them down or leaving them alone. But to do those three or four mm-hmm. things, right. Mm-hmm. And when... I'm trying a horse. When you're starting a horse, when I when I get on a horse, when I start working a cow, I'm working on those four things, mm-hmm. and always rate first. Now, when you say rate, just because we're going to have people listening from yeah. all different disciplines, what do you mean? Rate 
happens in cow horse events or or but rate is how fast is that cow going you have to rate the cow so if a cow's trotting or going to 10 miles an hour my horse has got to go 10 miles an hour when a cow slows down to five miles an hour my horse needs to slow down to five miles an hour mm-hmm. that's rate no different when you're driving when you're getting on the highway and that the traffic's going 40 you've got to go 40. Mm-hmm. you can't go 50 and you're, if you go 30 then you're not rating mm-hmm. that's what I, that's what rate is to me mm-hmm. Don't. Well, Sorry. Don't you think that, that the special horses have that natural rate? Well, yeah, the special ones, Be- the good ones, can do the rate themselves. Because it takes a lot for those horses that can go real fast and then just naturally slow themselves down. And that's mm-hmm. not just horses. That's people, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. The adrenaline will get to rushing, and, like, we are going. And it takes a really special showman oh, yeah. to be able to slow back down. The hardest part is to slow down. Right. And that not just for horses, but for people yeah. also. Hmm. But that happens two-year-old year, three-year-old year, and for the rest of their life. When you're training a cutting horse, that's what they got to do. Mm-hmm. How about you, Kara? What do I What do I look like for in a two-year-old? Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same. You mm-hmm. know, we. I like to have a horse that has a lot of cow. I like them a little hotter and a little bit more wild, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everybody has their own preferences some some like it where they can tell them what to do or kick them real hard i would rather just kind of have them get a hold of a cow and, and let them have it come showtime mm-hmm. but but it's the same thing you know they it's the same everybody there's a thousand different ways to train them but it's all the same basics mm-hmm. stop draw turn same mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. so how do you so let's like fast forward a little bit to the um, showtime or futurity or any show, how do you get a horse ready to show? Like, how do you do it at home? And then how Wet do you do it? Wet saddle pads. Lots of Just training. lots of work. I mean, you know what a trained horse is, is a horse that knows his job. Mm-hmm. And we are constantly tuning them mm-hmm. to do that. And, you know, to me, it's just constantly working on that. Mm-hmm. And to step one up or, you know, stepping one up or getting them ready for a show is doing that, but accurately. And then the test is the show pen. Mm-hmm. And what we do, we, we go places, we go to weekend shows, we have tune-in shows. We go to work, go to places to tune them, to prepare them. Every show, we have to prepare them for the show pen Mm -hmm. and we keep them in shape they have to be in shape they have to be healthy they have to be um not sore anywhere they have to be vetted out they have to be so there's there's no all all the all the excuses are taken out Mm -hmm. and so preparing them for a show is a little nerve-wracking it's like sending your kid to college you, 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 again, it's putting the, the pressure on that they can handle. Mm. You understand what I mean? That's what, just like kids going through school, you've got to go through certain levels, and that's what pop quizzes are for. They, you put a little pressure on you and you back off, put a little pressure on you, back off, put a little pressure on, back off, mm-hmm. pressure on, back off, until they, you, you slowly step it up mm-hmm. every time. Just that's, that's the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a, you know, it's, 
it's just a matter of repetition doing it time and time and time again until they know their job kenneth gallian says it's like sharpening a knife same thing over and over again just mm -hmm. a little bit at a time mm -hmm. yeah very good my husband says i don't ever listen but i do all the time <laughs> i think that must be a common theme sometimes he says I don't listen until I start uh, until I start repeating him, and then he's like, "I said that." I said, "I know, I was listening." <laughs> so, do you do something in particular, Kara, to get your horses ready to show? It's the same thing, but I do like, and, and this took a long time because we want everything to be perfect. Like we want perfect works, especially right before the fraternity. It's a little nerve wracking, but the best thing to do is is to put them in bad positions and and let them figure out how to get out of it or where you know before you show because nothing's going to go perfect when you go show and they've mm -hmm. got to be able to think their way out of it and that's the hardest thing for or was one of the hardest thing for me to learn to prepare them mm -hmm. because you know you you want everything to go perfect you want the right foot you want the right cows you want mm -hmm. sometimes and especially and it takes a long time like the in, you know that work but right before you show is Sometimes the, the worse the work right before you show, the better they show. Really? To because, prepare them. Oh. Bad works means good shows. Because I think you don't miss anything. Well, I work a little pessimistically so that I can show optimistically. Now, please explain that, Mr. Hansma. Well, it's not like I plan on it to be bad, but <laughs> I don't, I work, you, I, you need to work them. Yeah. I don't go out there and throw my hand down. I am, you know, you're, we're on those horses. We are constantly ready to help them. Mm -hmm. Help them out of a bad situation. You gotta, you know, there's, but that's how I work a little bit. I don't go out there and I don't need to have that perfect work to know that I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think that's, that's- It's the uh, same thing you're saying. Right, it's and I think that's experience. Just be a good work or a bad work, just like I tell some of my clients at a pre-work, I says, just because you had a good pre-work or a bad pre-work does not mean you're gonna have a good show or a bad show. You don't know. <laughs> There's been lots of times I've come out and my husband's like, I can't believe that one cut. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I knew it was gonna cut. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? He's like, good yeah. thing. I mean, that's, that's the thing about the fraternity. That's the mistake of the fraternity, is you don't know. Mm -hmm. We haven't shown them before. Mm -hmm. You don't know. That's why you see even the guys that have won a lot of money, you know, they're, they don't know. Yeah. We don't know if this is a show horse. Yeah. And don't you think that some horses like to show? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, you can they're tell that. They're a show like, horse than a tune horse, you know, a training yeah. horse. There's, you've seen horses that were great at the pre-works, very average in the show pen. I have a four-year-old mare that she still is not easy to tune. You don't... Terrible to it's work. It's terrible to work. And that, but now, and, and you know, seven months later, now I've got a lot of confidence in her mm -hmm. when I go put my hand down because I know she wants to be a show horse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she will help. Like, if you get in bad situations, she's going to do what she can to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you guys do to get yourself ready to show? Well, I mean, we, we, those tune-in shows are for horses and riders. Mm -hmm. We have a pre-work, but we also know that comes with experience. There's really nothing that we do 
it's just the same as a horse. You got to kind of do the same things. It's like training, just like I realized, given lessons. I have to work on the rider as much. They have to know what a cutting horse is supposed to do as much as the horse needs to know what you do. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? I really don't do anything special. I make sure that I'm try to get as rest as my I'm always better with lots of rest I'm not one of those guys that uh, doesn't need much sleep I've never been that way um that's unfortunate sometimes at the <laughs> at the age to Vince yeah because it's pretty <laughs> grueling yeah so I don't know I don't, can't say what do I do to get myself ready it's I've done it for so long now that it's just a matter of just getting my horse ready and when my horse ready I'm ready mm-hmm. okay because you know, what that's what we do for a living it's not like um, I do try to keep you know keep myself healthy I try to eat right I just you know try to make sure I feel right mm-hmm. you don't want to go down there with a with your back a little sore your knees sore you try to keep yourself healthy is what mm-hmm. I try to do is mm-hmm. and um, what about you Kara? <sighs> It's pretty much the same thing. Now it's going to be where it's just muscle memory. And you try to try to make sure you're healthy and try to make sure uh, you're, you're surrounded by good people, I think, is important mm-hmm. for mental health. You want to be around the people that support you and that, uh, you know, make good decisions. I think, to me, that's the most important thing. I, I start hunting out people that... You know, before a show, especially the big shows, you know, that are that are clear thinking and, and good decisions and, and support you. And, you know, you can talk talk things through with them. Are you talking about other trainers? Trainers, about- family, friends. Uh-huh. There's you just get- certain people that you get real comfortable with. Uh-huh. Sure. And I think, I think that's what I find myself doing is I, I start searching out people that, you know, that help me just become comfortable mm-hmm. because then you feel like you're supported and you're not there in a good frame of yeah. mind uh-huh yeah yeah i can think back but that's a long time ago but that is just what she said is very true mm-hmm. and um having a, a positive that book that i was i got it back again i was reading it again and it's a it that yeah tell us about the book well it's dr Jim Lair, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, what's it called? What's Mental it? Toughness Training for Sports. Is yeah. that the one you're talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that helped because it's an acting job. So all that positive, just like, you know, even for me, um, for me, just like what I did this morning, you know, I read the Bible and I read uh, that podcast this morning. It's all about, just like that one before I really got into, or before I really got more religious, and and uh, uh, before that, it was more about yes, it's about positive thinking, and then that book talks a lot about even when you don't feel like you're confident, he said act it, mm-hmm. and when you act it, your mind will start doing it, and that's when I started doing a lot better because before I, I used to let your emotions control yourself and. You can't have your emotions control you just well that's where muscle memory comes in Mm -hmm. and you act do a better job be a better actor Mm -hmm. act like you're brave Mm -hmm. even if you don't feel it because the horse needs you Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's kind of what I did. It's an acting job. Mm-hmm. Just you don't show them that you are scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> People say, oh, Paul, no. I'm, <laughs> we all are. It's it, For me, it's gotten a lot better through the years, but I remember going through the herd and your foot was uh-huh. <laughs> rattling. The, but you got to do a better job of acting. Mm-hmm. You still got to do a job. I don't care how much pressure is on you. There's a job that you have to do. And that's kind of what that book tells you is you, again, walk, you, you don't, you feel down or the pressure's getting to you. You square your shoulders up, you lift your chin up, and, and pretty soon your body does that. You said your mind changes, and you, you do have better control over your mind. You said something at the clinic, and it, it was about cutting. Uh, and I can't remember. It was something about you have to have a short short memory and a high tolerance for. Well, yeah, that's training. What was it? What was it? You have to be a good. Uh, it's a short term memory loss, right? Okay. And a high tolerance for disappointment. Yep, I think I I got the short memory <laughs> loss pretty good. Yeah, I think we all have the short but memory that loss that going goes on in, in everything in life. Uh-huh. That's just not you know, but that's cutting because there's it's kind of like you know. There's lots of disappointments, or like I used to say that you know there's some there's humble pie, you know, and you eat a piece of it, and then you eat another piece of it, and finally <laughs> when you get that whole pie, you know, it's finally the last piece. And you turn around, you got it all done. There's another one you have to start working uh-huh. on, you know, uh-huh. and that's just the way it is. I think there are so many amateurs and non-pros listening that are going i'm so glad to hear that these oh, yeah. guys feel the same way yeah everyone thinks that I, and i tell the people watch quit watching the people that just had a hell of a good run watch the people and the people that you admire when things don't go right look at their reaction they are bummed <laughs> you know what i'm saying is because a lot of people just keep looking at well so-and-so is always in the finals. No, he's not. No, he's not. Uh-huh. But they just keep thinking that everyone else is not struggling. Mm-hmm. We all struggle. Mm-hmm. You just have to learn from your mistakes. Don't mm-hmm. dwell on them because you're going to make a mistake, and that's mm-hmm. the hard part. And, just, and then for my people, what I try to get them to do actually is less showing and more practice. Because if it's not going good in the show pen, it's not good going good in the practice pen either. Mm. They got to practice, practice. It's not just practice; they got to practice good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're comfortable up there, mm. comfortable with their horse, mm-hmm. comfortable on a horse, not with their horse. It's you know they have practice horses and mm-hmm. yeah. I did three or four lessons this morning. And, and how'd they, they go? Well, good, <laughs> but it's. Sometimes it's just like a, you know, it's, it's, it was ugly at times. And that's, that's, that's practice. It, practice is not pretty. Uh-huh. Training a horse is not pretty. It's not easy. It's not, it's, uh, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you put the more time in. And, and for my clients, you can, they've had success. They have the right horses, but they've also put a lot of practice time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Kara? What say you? about the practicing and the... I mean, I, I agree. Are you talking about for amateurs and non-pros? Mm-hmm. I, I agree. The more they can... Now, some 
some of our people can't because they have jobs and they have families. Well, you have to do. You have to be realistic about what you can do. You know, and there's obviously right. Yeah, but I agree. Just just being on and being around the horses and being around cattle and mm-hmm. there's lots of things that you can do just to just to get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys do when you've had a series of bad runs and you haven't made the finals? Like, how do you get yourself back to um, just saying, you know, I think this one is it? How, like do you, how do you pick yourself up? I like to go work my two-year-olds and my three-year-olds. Because it, 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 there's going to be a show in two weeks. There's going to be another fraternity. But... They say trainers don't commit suicide because they always have a good two-year-old in the barn. <laughs> that sounds horrible, but yeah, you have to be an you know, uh, eternal optimist. Yes, you know, I mean that's the thing. I mean, and that's not not that's just that's life. Mm-hmm. You know, life's not easy, and uh, you just have to be eternally optimistic. And for me, it's really for me, it's it's uh, you know believing, have faith. Mm-hmm. That's what gets me through the hard times mm-hmm. knowing that there's something else mm-hmm. bigger than us mm-hmm. absolutely that's what gets me through it yeah knowing that there's something else and it's bigger than us yes well and also there's something you know as much as we all want to win and do well in competition it's not the ultimate of our lives right no. I mean that's not the measure of things no so that would be long term short term is nobody likes a quitter yeah uh-huh. short term is long term get up the next day but what i tell all my people is to be disappointed bill riddle told me this you can be disappointed for about an hour and then you get over it let's get on with it uh-huh. and that's what i tell my people you can be disappointed but don't let it ruin your day mm-hmm there's nothing wrong with being disappointed when it doesn't go right, but don't let it ruin your day. Mm-hmm. Don't dwell on it. And that's actually Bill Riddle told me that many years ago. Yeah, and that stuck with me. Be disappointed. You got some time. All right, now let's go on. We got some more work to do. Mm-hmm. Kara, you're thinking awful hard over there. No, I was just thinking that I I love listening to to Bill Riddle, Paul, James Payne. Uh, they're very good communicators, and and you know. I, you know Jesse Lennox, all those, all those Ascension, but the the people that have been in it a long time, you know they. If you listen to them, they've got great advice, and and not just about horses and about how you work, but, mm-hmm. but everything. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just because it's, it's all the miles that they've put in mm-hmm. and the hours. Mm-hmm. So what's something um, that most people don't know about you guys? I'm Canadian. I guess. <laughs> Have you ever seen a, an unhappy Canadian? They're all happy. <laughs> Canadian, I guess. I think they're just happy to be in warmer weather. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the only thing that I can think of. What's something I like to don't... cook. You do? What? Yeah. Why do you like to cook? Oh, just whatever. Uh-huh. I'm into bacon right now. Do bread. Uh-huh. That's pretty awesome. I didn't know that about you. How about you, Kara? I like to cook too. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't have much. I'm kind of an open book. <laughs> well, if we're if we're not with, if I'm not with the horses, I'm 
I'm with my husband or, or my son. That's that's pretty much it. I think you need to tell us about your son. He's almost almost nine, and uh, for the first eight years, he never slept. Uh, he's he's a mess. He's he's the best thing that Scott and I have, have ever done. Uh huh. I got to be with him in Montana. I got to be with Kara and uh, and Scott and Brand and. Uh, that brand, he's the cutest. He's so funny. He uh, he likes he likes to talk a lot of trash. The other day, uh, he was cleaning some saddles, and uh, he started. He, I don't know what he was talking about. Was, Man, you're talking a lot of trash, aren't you? He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna get this saddle dirty. I was like, what? He's like, Get it? Trash talking? Dirty? Like, you <laughs> <laughs> might have a hard time keeping up with that boy. Well, um, what would you guys say that the greatest positive has been about being in the horse world and about your life with horses? That's how I met my wife, because of the horses. That's how I met my husband. I would say the people. The people. I like. I love the people. Mm-hmm. The camaraderie with the trainers, other trainers, people that you grew up with, or some of the people that you idolized. And you become friends with, uh-huh. and then the people, just like even a client of mine, Steve Dees, he showed, and then he, he quit for a few years, and he thinks back at the time, he says, you know what I miss the most is the people, because you get in there and you're, you know, you're the camaraderie of it all, and mm-hmm. then you will realize how special these, uh, this group of people are when someone, oh, someone needs help, man, it's amazing when, how people pull together. Mm-hmm. this group of people and I don't know if that's the same with uh, this is the business I've been I don't know if the same thing happens in other sports this is a sport does it, I'm sure it does the same in football and that group of people too mm-hmm. I think that's general people in the world you know mm-hmm. but that's what because we're in this business They when someone needs help there's some catastrophe or something you'll see how people will pull together i think it's amazing how god puts puts the right person in our path right at the exact time that we need him mm-hmm. yeah and that you know that's if it's if it's a catastrophe or if it's just a bad day mm-hmm. but somebody can walk up that you, that you don't know but you're friends with mm-hmm. and just say the the right thing at the right time and just make make everything better Mm-hmm. Well, is there a message you'd like to give to people to encourage them? I would say that, you know, as much as we love the sport, you have to love the horses because there are going to be a lot of ups and downs and you might have a bad go, but there might be something in that go that, you know, that went really well. And I would just say to focus on, on the good things. And I, I think that you can build from there. And we appreciate, you know, and I think we appreciate the horses. Like when things go rough in our life uh, or if there's catastrophes, the horses are always there. And the people are always there, you know, our friends and our true friends and family. But I, I think that's what keeps us going. Even mm-hmm. when, you know, we have run after run that's, that doesn't go well, the horses are always, always there. Mm-hmm. And they're not, like I, I realize that, you know, they are a tool, but they're not a tool. It's not a golf club. You know they're they're an animal. They're they're most of the trainers here are horsemen, and you know the horses are part of their blood. 
And I, th I think that that's what I have more respect for, the people that, that love the animals and, and treat them more like, you know, family than they do mm -hmm. a golf club or a football or it's not, mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. just a tool. Mm -hmm. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much history in all of these horses too. And, and the people. But everybody has a, has a memory or has a story. And, and you know, we, I was fortunate enough to, to grow up in the sport where I've got to ride, you know, and, and Paul has been in a long time and has got to ride multiple generations from the, from the beginning. And I just have a, a lot of respect for the people, you know, that started the sport. <laughs> like I said, there's, there's a thousand different ways to train them, but it's, it's still the same. <laughs> we didn't invent this. No. And, and these horses, you know, they, they are such athletes now, but they were still athletes then. Yeah. It was just different. <laughs> and, and we've improved. They should be better athletes because we've taken the best, the best, and... and well, it's like every, every generation is a little better, yeah. just like the youth do take over. This next generation yeah. is better than the generation before. And what I learned from that generation before me and they're learned from the generation before them, which may have been me, and they're, they've stepped it up. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be um, fun to see the youth with the veterans. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's little, it's going to be great. It'll be fun. It's going to be really, really, really fun. Because that's, that's so. a, another good thing about our sport is, is there is a lot of respect for our country and for, you know, our veterans that... You know, there's some aspects in our world that, that don't have, you know, we all stand for, for the anthem and we, we pray before the, before the cuttings and mm -hmm. to see the respect for that, I think it's going to be great with the, with the youth and the veterans. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a blast because they're going to have the red carpet where the teams are going to come out together on the red yeah. carpet. And yep. And to show the veterans how much we appreciate them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's important. Yeah, because we all have we all have family or or friends that you know that that are veterans or, or in the armed armed services and and it, it's a huge responsibility and that you know that they that they serve for us. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you both. I appreciate it so much taking your time to we come be it. with us, and we love your insights. And uh, we'll see what happens this in the next couple of days with the teams we're going to have a good time yep. oh it's great i um so megan 20 years ago when i i lived in illinois i would go over to barrington and they they would have some clinics and and veterans in there or they'd come out or, or whatever a couple of years ago she brought some down uh to the fraternity and um, i was in the practice bin and we put some on there they absolutely love it and they support each other, and they love the horses, and it, I think this is a a great, great thing for the for for these people and for us too to give yes, back. Yes, I oh, know. To, yeah, to give back. I know it just feels good doing it, oh, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. I mean, I feel so lucky, blessed to, yeah. to be one of the trainers. I wish we could do more. Yes. Yeah. Well, good luck for the rest of the show. And thank you very much. We enjoyed it. Okay. Thank you very much. You're so welcome.
Now, just after this interview, Kara's team won the Veteran Youth Team Competition, and Paul's team did great too. Both Kara and Paul make a difference in the cutting horse world and in the world in general because of their willingness to go beyond the call of duty for both horses and people. And we will absolutely be cheering them on. Thank you for listening. And until next time, have fun and never stop believing. See you soon. Thank you for listening to The Barbara Schulte Show. If you have enjoyed this episode, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram to stay tuned for future episodes.